You are listening to your new puppies podcast, starting you and your dog off on the right paw. Here's your host, Debbie Salento. Hello, and welcome to your new puppies podcast. I'm Debbie. And today, we're going to talk about the things that nobody tells you when getting a puppy. Because you can read all the books out there. You can read all the websites. You can listen to all the podcasts. You can follow all the professionals. And there are still things that come as a shock. So I have things I'm going to specifically talk about, which I think are important for you to know. And then I have a whole list of just silly, fun ones that there's really nothing to do, just be prepared for. Okay, so let's start with the important stuff. Number one, you are not going to be able to go back to your old life. You can't get a puppy and then go back to your old schedule. You're going to have to blend your old schedule with your new puppy, and it's an 80-20 split. 80% is your new puppy, 20% is your old schedule. There's going to be a pre-puppy life and a post-puppy life. It's when we try to go back to our old schedules that we get frustrated and we get in trouble. Number two, puppies sleep a lot. And then all of a sudden, they don't. So you have an eight-week-old, 12-week-old, even 16-week-old puppy. They are going to sleep a lot. They're going to have bursts of energy and then take a nap. Bursts of energy and take a nice long nap. All of a sudden, one day around five months, they're going to wake up and decide naps are done and I'm just going to have this energy all day long. So it's just in time for us to get into our rhythm and for us to get spoiled and be like, oh, this isn't so bad. Everybody talked about all the exercise my dog was going to need, but this isn't too bad. I play with them for a while. He takes a nap and you're going to get comfortable and then all of a sudden the energy is going to hit and It'll probably come out as different behavior problems and a little bit of rebellion. And a side note on this one is when you do hit that that moment, that puppy energy, no matter how much exercise you think they need, double it. They're going to need more. Dogs are little athletes. You will drop four times before your dog ever will. Okay, next one is that at some point, your puppy will probably growl and play very rough to the point where you question it. Almost every client at some point calls me and was like, I think he was attacking me. I think he was getting aggressive. And it's actually quite the opposite where 98% of puppies aren't going to turn aggressive on you. It's a very rare case that a puppy has true aggression. And even in those cases, it's usually because of something physical. It's because they're, they are in physical pain. What happens is just like our toddlers, a young puppy is probably going to go through some, you know, it's like half play and half throwing a tantrum type of behavior. A lot of times it's going to happen where they really want to play with you and you're trying to stop them, you know, while they're nipping. And even the growling, they're going to start to find their own voice and they're going to start experimenting with it. 
And that might just be all the growling is. They're like, what's this coming out of my mouth? And they're going to play with it. And that's where the growling might come from. Now, in those moments, what exactly is happening is going to direct what you do about it. And that goes beyond the scope of this episode. But just know that that's, that's normal. Like, it has to be addressed. And essentially... It's not a teachable moment. If you try to stop them, if you try to do your nipping exercises, it's going to make it worse. And you have to recognize it. It's not a teachable moment. Maybe our puppy just needs to go and chill out with his toy, his bully stick, and in his crate. And then come back out after they're calmer. But it probably will happen at some point. Don't panic. And on that note, another not-so-much-fun one is at some point, your kids are probably going to hate the puppy. If you have children under, you know, say 12 years old, you're probably getting the puppy for the kids and they will love the puppy and the puppy will love the kids. But at some point, the kids are going to get mad at the puppy. They're going to be frustrated. They're not going to want anything to do with them. And it's going to be very, very disheartening. Most of the time, this has to do with puppy nipping because it hurts. But according to the puppy, your kids are their litter mates. And that's how they play with their little litter mates, except their dog litter mates have a layer of fur and pretty tough skin. So what's important here is to know that as a parent, there's usually a, there is a lot more monitoring and interceding and rules that you are going to have to implement for the kids and the dog's relationship. You can't just say, here guys, here's the puppy, go play with them and expect everything to go well. It won't. If you're in my puppy, my online puppy course, you know that I have entire lessons dedicated to the kid-dog relationship because of this. And the essential rule is your kids have to be the puppy's best friend. Nothing negative ever happens when the kids are around. And that leads us to a lot more parent supervision, rules, structured games, whatever it takes to make that happen. Because puppies take a lot of patience. And we can't expect our own kids to have the patience that it needs. So we need to be the referee of that relationship. Now, my last more serious one is raising a puppy is 18 months long. If you've never had a dog before, a lot of times you have this image of having a dog and it's like, well, I want to get a puppy. And you think, oh, for the first couple months, it'll be fun having a puppy. Yeah, it'll be more work, but then I'll have a dog. No, raising a puppy goes beyond the potty training, goes beyond the crate training. It goes beyond obedience training. So let me be clear. You will be training your dog for the rest of their lives. Training never stops. It's a journey, not a destination. But that extra care, that extra training, that that extra time and effort lasts for 18 months. Now, even that is front-loaded. Of course, those first few months are going to be a lot more work than, say, 12 months. But there's still extra stuff to be done because they're so young. They're still maturing. There's going to be pockets of rebellion. There's going to be pockets of just uncontrollable energy. They're still going to be chewing up to 18 months. Once they're 18 months, they're more of an adult. Hopefully their energy level's a little less. That might not go down until four years, depending on the breed. 
you know, they've settled into their personality. Hopefully they're beyond their rebellious stages. And if you've done the work and if you've put that foundation in place, that's when you're going to start to see the dog that you imagine that's going to be sleeping at your feet or on the couch with you and going for nice walks. Okay, so let's go over a few fun ones because these are the ones I started to list when I wanted to do this episode, but I felt like these first ones were more important for you to know. But these are fun, so let's go over them. The first one is that your life is going to revolve around poop. When did the puppy poop last? Do you think they're going to have to poop again? Did you clean up the poop? What did the poop look like? Was it a lot of poop or was it a little bit of poop? Are you going to walk the dog? You might have to poop. Wait, he's whining in his crate. He might have to poop. Your life will revolve around poop. In fact, there's a lot of times when I listen, re-listen to these podcasts or like when I'm editing them, I realize how many times I say poop. And I say it without even thinking about it because, well, my life revolves around you and your puppies and you and your puppies revolve around poop. So it's just for me, a fact of life. Another one is that your dog will love to eat your socks and underwear but only if they're dirty. Gross, but true. Puppies also get the hiccups a lot. If your puppy's getting the hiccups every day, twice a day, don't worry, that's normal. Puppies get the hiccups. It's kind of adorable. He'll also steal the toilet paper or the paper towels. There's something about that roll of squishy stuff that they can just tear up that they have a ball with. It will become one of their favorite toys if you don't Hide it from them. Also, don't be surprised if they lose interest in their food. Between Anywhere between six months and a year, I so often hear how they just, they lost interest in their food. They just don't like to eat anymore. They nibble, they graze, but they don't eat like they used to. I've heard it enough that it, it seems normal. If your dog goes more than a day without eating, call your vet. But if they just seem like they're getting a little finicky, you know, keep in mind as a dog grows, they actually start to eat less because their bodies don't need as much fuel because they're not growing as quickly. Your young puppy will also not be interested in walks. You'll be all ready to take them for some nice walks, explore the neighborhood, and they won't want to go. Usually around like maybe four months or so, they start to find their love of walks, but a young puppy like eight weeks, 10 weeks, like they have no interest in it. And that's okay. They don't need those long walks. In fact, they shouldn't be going on long walks because their bodies get sore very easily. But know that that is completely normal and you don't have a really bizarre dog. They will find their love for walks. Just, you know, take them for as long as they'll go and bring them back and it'll get longer and longer. And the last thing to be prepared for, because there's nothing you can do about it, but be prepared is that Your new puppy will destroy something you love. It'll be expensive. It'll be sentimental. It'll be something that's just your favorite thing in the world. It will happen no matter how careful you are. I remember Danny, which was one of my labs, he got a hold of this thing I got in Disney World and it was a tigger and his tail was a spring with a clock in it. It was sitting there for months, never touched it, never touched it, never touched it. And then one day it was in pieces on his bed. And as you can tell, that was in 2005 and I'm still mourning that thing. 
All right, so real quick before we wrap up, I just want to, there's a few behaviors that if your puppy shows, especially a puppy, especially a young one, shows, then they're not normal and you need to call a trainer and or maybe even your vet. So if your dog growls over a toy or their food or their bone, if it's a clear snap growl, if they're showing their teeth, call a trainer. That is resource guarding. That is something you need to nip in the bud. And if they are doing it under six months old, you need to address that immediately. It can be fixed. It can be changed. But you got to do it sooner rather than later. Or else you're going to have a dog that you can never take anything from. And that is not, not a good situation to be in. If they are acting fearful... On a regular basis, like not if, you know, a big loud sound happened or like there was a specific situation, they're acting scared. That's different. That's going to happen no matter what. But if it's, you know, they're hiding from you, they won't come near you, they shrink away from you every time you try to touch them, you're going to call a trainer because that could just be fearfulness, which can manifest in a dog and it's, which can be treated, but it's a long process. The sooner you get in there, the better. It also might be a time to call your vet because there might be something physically wrong. If they're physically hurting, then they're going to act that same way. They might even growl at you when they when you try to touch them. A dog that is in pain, like all bets are off to their behavior. And that's it. That's all I have for you today. If you're enjoying this podcast, you can subscribe, rate, and review it. And that helps other puppy owners find the podcast. And if you want to continue training with me and get more in depth into how to raise a puppy, you can join my online new puppy course, Your Perfect Puppy, where you get four weeks worth of video lessons that build the foundation you need. And then at least 12 months of direct access to me to ask all of your training questions. You can find more information on that at playtimepause.com forward slash puppy. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be speaking with you soon. Bye for now.